Uh, hey, this is Brad Peebler with Pixel Fondue. Yazan Malkash joining us today. Yazan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm also doing well. Um, now, you are one of the founding members of Pixel Fondue. I believe your official title is Pixel Chef. Correct. That is the, uh, that is the role that I've been selected to uh, fulfill at <laughs> Pixel Fondue. <laughs> you, need a, you need a good chef for a good fondue. Yes. Yes, that's true. Um, that's true. But let's let's go back in time a little bit. I want to introduce you to to the world, to the pixel fondue community. I'm sure um, a lot of people coming from the moto world or even the lightwave world will know who you are. Uh, but give us a little a little rundown. Um, yeah, I don't where I started. You just want the digital stuff. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I suppose it's uh, only if it's relevant. It's probably it's all part of your formulative you know experience. It's, the, it's, a, it's a part of my story of how I became the pixel uh, chef, All right, basically. Um, so I'll have to try to make it short. So pre-med, got into microbiology and genetics. Um, that steered me to do science animations by a company that required that you have actually a science background to do science animations. Um, that started me off on Lightwave at the time. I thought I was being hired for Flash uh, 2D stuff, and apparently they saw some... 3D images I'd created just because it was fun and I was doing some, I don't know, T T40 virus or something. And they liked that and that got me started into 3D and I was basically heading their 3D department, um, which was me and a couple of other people. Um, and then from that, I started doing other 3D things and I uh, started doing Moto when it first came out. And uh, from there, just used a plethora of different 3D and 2D tools to just get productions and kind of done architectural stuff um interior exterior um cartoon stuff backgrounds commercials tv production uh and then kind of went over and transitioned to tools um so a lot of plugins and kits and things of that nature and then actual actual um, tool development when i worked at the foundry um doing custom tools and working on moto as well um uh, but yeah that's that's the uh that's the elevator pitch of what i've been doing for the last long time, <laughs> about 15, 20 years. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, and you, you, you've kind of reminded me of um, when, when you first reached out to me a long time ago when you were starting the Nolan, or you actually been doing yeah. the Nolan Institute for a while and you wanted to be a, a certified moto trainer. But when you mentioned the cartoons and the backgrounds, um, that just reminded me, I, rem I remember you sending me those uh, a long time ago before we'd ever met. Just, yeah, that was, uh, that, was a, that was that was a very long time. Yeah, we did. I think one of our first tutorials. I think you guys needed like us to to show you that we'd be able to do tutorials. And I think some of the first tutorials were how to model a seagull, a cartoon seagull. No, oh, yeah, no, no, no less. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty. Uh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> this, when you go back to those memories, there's it's like caves with spider webs at this point. Um, but you've been but yeah. uh, you've been uh, sort of entrepreneurial the entire time, uh, you know, kind of running, running your own business. Uh, you've been a, a jack of all trades, a master of most. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, I find that to be somewhat unique in the CG world. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's some of the things that I, I should like to talk about is it's, you do have to, 
I, I don't know what it is. I mean, yeah, I, I'd like to try different stuff. I, I definitely think that personality of trying to do a lot of uh, different things is kind of who I am. Um, but I think the biggest part and big, biggest learnings that I've had are not even the CG stuff. It's most of the kind of the running a business type of deal while you're in CG. Um, and I think that turns off a lot of people. And it, it certainly isn't my, you know, isn't the thing that I'm the most excited about. Uh, but it's definitely something that you have to think about a lot, like you know how to you know how to change your business, how to pivot around your business, depending you know reacting to the market, and how do you get your clients, and how do you keep them, and how do you get you know how do you market yourself, and all these things that do influence what you need to do to make you know a, a living in this industry. Um, I think that has kind of led me to do the different things that I have done. You know, we'd look around and you know try to hire people. There's no people. No, there's no people to hire that we need of of the level that we need. Okay, well, let's open up a training institute. Okay, <laughs> let's open up. A tra- you know, that's that's kind of how it was. It's it's just, um, I think the best way to do it is I, I think I'm geared to problem solving, and that was part of the problems that we were solving. I think it's it's important for people who are getting into the industry or maybe trying to change their position in the industry to understand first of all, kind of evaluate who, who you are and what skills you have, and some people will be happier and more successful just working for someone else and, and taking the work in and cranking the work out and doing a killer job of whatever it is, whether it's making models or making pictures. And other people um, will thrive on having a, a, a wide variety of, yeah. of tasks. And yeah. the, the word that comes to my mind is chameleon. You know, you, that's one thing that I think you're, you're very good with is uh, you could go into pretty much any client and within you know, 15, 20 minutes, you're kind of speaking their language. Um, part of that is listening, understanding yep. some of their lingo, understanding, you know, not just what solution you have to gift for them, but what is their problem? Yeah. I mean, certainly I think, I think, yeah, I think I, that's something that, you know, I've learned over the years again, b- because of what I was trying to do, because of running your own business to succeed, you are kind of, I don't say forced, but you, you know, you need to, learn a lot of these skills, which are not, again, not CG skills. They're just business dealing skills. Uh, how do you, you know, how do you listen to people? What are they looking for? How can you establish that kind of stuff? Um, and certainly I think, I think that's one of the reasons I actually went, um, to the foundry to actually work in a production environment for software is because that's something I've never, I've never had the chance to do. Um, I've done it myself, but I've never worked with a team of that scale uh, working with these clients and obviously opened up an opportunity for me to learn a lot about, you know, um, team, you know, team development and things of that nature. And um, I think speaking to that kind of what the the thing you just talked about just a second ago, which is basically the different types of people, people who like to just work for an entity or, or a company and others who like to do it. I think, and sometimes it's cyclic. Sometimes you just go through, a, you know, I just, I'm sick of just dealing with business stuff. I just want to go and concentrate on doing creative stuff. Yeah. And then you go and work for somebody for a while and they're like, oh my God, I, I you know, I, I, I want to go back to working myself. I think it's so much, you know, it's the freedom, it's the, and then you go back to it and then you're like, okay, that, <laughs> that wasn't all it was. But I mean, that, that cycle, I think a lot of people go through that in our industry. And, um, it's, it's, it's kind of forced me to learn a lot of skills that I don't think I would have learned otherwise um, in dealing with clients and people and things like that um, to help me kind of make, you know, provide a better service or a better business to the clients around me. You know, you mentioned earlier, I'm going to, I'm going to go down a technical path for a moment here. You mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, you had done some plugins and kits for Moto and whatnot and, and people who aren't familiar 
uh, with you by name might be might might recognize Slick and Slick Two and the uh, the Pad Kit, which was uh, presets and environments, right? Um, materials and whatnot. Um, one one thing that kind of struck me when when I first saw some of the the work that you were doing, particularly with Slick, uh, and and also with the art that you create, is that um, you have an ability to sort of take the technology and 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 you're certainly not shy about complaining about deficiencies or no errors <laughs> no 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 I'm not <laughs> but but you're also uh, willing to go in there and and bend it to your will and where you see a workflow that's not great you'll just go fix it you know you go create something that's uh, you know partner up with someone like Tim Vasquez or um, you know whomever you might uh, set on the task and and uh, and build something that just refines uh, a workflow and I think that's something that um, a lot of artists don't contemplate is that if it's not, if you're not thrilled with the software you're using, change it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, that goes back to personality. I think it's, I like problem solving, you know? Um, I think that's what it is. It's, I remember like when Moto first came out, you know, Moto 101, it was a modeling tool, but I would bend it to do other stuff because I just don't want to deal with some other, you know, inefficiencies somewhere else. So I'd have it do, you know, using morph maps, I would have animations and things like that, that you typically don't, you know, it's not the most efficient thing or anything like that. But for what I'm doing, for what it's doing, I'm, I'm trying to, again, solve problems uh, in the same way that those tools are being built. I'm not a programmer, for example, and kind of Slick 1, at least Slick 2 is a lot more programming heavy. But for Slick 1, it was a lot more rigging wise, which I was more comfortable in. Um, and I never really thought of it as programming, but it did solve something that you could potentially program or do visual programming. And a lot of it is just it's problem solving. I have a workflow issue. I'm trying to find a solution. I'm going to go in there and find that solution. I, I, I guess when you are working for yourself, most of the time you don't have the privilege of going and go buy another you know four thousand dollar tool to do that, for example. So I would just rather spend some time and actually go figure out if I can solve it myself. Yes, yeah, that kind of constant uh, balance between spending your time or spending your money. Correct. And they, they are, you know, they are, they, they are related directly. Yeah, very, very much so. And that's, yeah. And and again, like I said, I I still, I do think it's a personality thing because I I do work with a lot of artists, especially um, uh, over the years that you're absolutely right. There's some of them that just don't want to worry about things that are not their skill set. So I've met modelers who just enjoy modeling. They want to model. They don't, they honestly don't care about solving any technical issues of any sort or scripting. They're like, if I'm just looking for the best modeling application, all I want to do is actually be, you know, in that modeling state or zone. Uh, same thing for people that do, you know, UVs or whatever. Um, and there's certain people that just want to explore other ideas and other avenues and work on workflows, um, a bit more, I guess. So, Let's talk about industries for a moment, because sure. obviously 3D uh, touches a lot of different industries. Um, you know, Moto fairly popular in games, uh, Foundry very popular in, in VFX. Um, but uh, for a long time, you know, I've been excited about what I used to call CGAM, CGAM, Computer Graphics for Advertising and Marketing. And I know mm-hmm. you're very excited about uh, design. Um, yep. To tell us, and you know, right now, aside from uh, cooking up pixels here at uh, Pixel Fondue. <laughs> I know you're also doing stuff with 9B. Yeah. 
Uh, tell us what kind of work you, you do there and a little bit about some of your clients, if, if you're at liberty to say. Um, well, I'll answer the second one after I think about it while I'm talking about the first one. Okay. Um, so I guess the first thing we do, um, which I've done before, um, we've split up our business into two types, production and then consulting. And for production, it's the, kind of the same run-of-the-mill um, client comes to us, they need something visualized, we do that. Um, I don't know if I can mention, I can mention who we've worked for in the past, Sure. if I can remember that now. <laughs> um, but I mean, we've worked with companies, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to mention them. Anyway, I, I, I'll, I'll, check, I'll see if I can do it from without, the website. Without saying who you work uh, for, I can, I can say that you're very good friends with Gustavo on Twitter. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm very good friends uh, with Gustavo. Um, actually, no, I, I, we, I, we, yeah, we have done work for Bose um, before. I've done work for their commercial line um, of products, uh, in addition to kind of consulting with them as well. Um, I've done um, a number of different works with pharmaceutical companies like Novartis. I've worked with Visera up in uh, San Francisco. Um, yeah, there's a. I'm trying to remember. It's everything is drawing a blank at this point in time. You've done, um, so let's let's just talk categories. You've done stuff in uh, in apparel, in footwear, correct? In consumer electronics, yes. Um, in eyewear, yes. Um, and that's true. You know, these are all. This is something that um, you know. I, I want to make sure that is kind of abundantly clear to people, especially those who are just getting started in the industry, that working in industrial light magic would be fun and awesome. Uh, working at Electronic Arts, you know, might be fun and awesome. Working in VR might be fun and awesome. But there are so many other places yeah. that need creative 3D, interestingly. You know, companies like Tesla who are hiring poly modelers and yeah. it's just a totally different world right now. Yeah, it's certainly turned a corner. I think there's a lot of a lot of those industries relied on traditional media. And I think that within the last uh, 10 years, something like that, it's kind of flipped the corner a lot. And, and even more so now, you'll see a lot of industry leaders already comfortable in some of those mediums. Um, but there's a lot of them are just catching up. The fashion industry is, you know, is still lagging behind. I think we're going to see a lot of different things happening in that, in that way. And I'm not talking about like, oh, this is a 3D printed dress. I think that's amazing stuff. But I mean, the actual production day-to-day -day, uh, bread and butter of those companies isn't in digital form yet. And I think there's a lot that they can uh, get from there. And I think those industries in design and production, as they transition from, you know, traditional to digital, they're going to be looking for people, for, you know, people to be the creative uh, souls that are kind of running those uh, those things or, or technical directors for their pipelines that right now don't exist. They may have, uh, you know, CAD is a lot more prevalent in design, um, but I think maybe visualization and pushing that, uh, that product that last 10 to 15% to make it look, you know, good enough for marketing or good enough to, to the consumer, that's still something that the design industry is trying to solve and they're not there yet. And I think it's a great opportunity for people who are interested to kind of go in that direction and help out. Uh, yeah, there's the, the you know, you, you mentioned visualization, which we would refer to as, as post-CAD. But there's right. also a lot of opportunity for pre-CAD, I mean, which, which right now is dominated by a pencil or... Sure, uh, yeah. Know, not, not Apple's pencil, but actual <laughs> old-school, original gangster pencil. And then yes. things like Illustrator, Photoshop. Um, and, and there is an opportunity. Well, 
there's, you know, not just an opportunity, there's actual work happening for people yeah. who, who can move fast with polygons. Yeah. I mean, like, as, as you mentioned just a, a minute ago with, uh, you know, companies like Tesla who are, you know, they're, the, the modelers they're, you know, they're, they're hiring aren't for the creation of the final uh, model that they're going to be using for production. They're using that to kind of iterate through their design early on. And they find that, you know, poly modeling for them or in the, in the subdivision world is faster than having to do that in something like Alias or uh, Katia, uh, which are great for the CAD aspects of things. Um, but at the same time, if you are in, in, you know, polygon modeling, it's also giving you things that the pencil um, you know, can't give you. And it's, it's a, it is a speed versus kind of what are you getting back out of it? Obviously the pencil and, you know, a pen is going to be the fastest thing, but then it's also limited how many views and what shading and how everything is going to work. So the communication aspect of it to somebody else in your team may not be as, as clear. When you go to 3d, then it gives you a lot more flexibility. Um, you know, I can render from multiple views. I can change materials. I can do multiple things on my design beyond just the silhouette outline, which that's obviously what the, the pencil is the quickest to, uh, to finish in that case. Yeah. So, you, you know, we, we didn't mention uh, a lot of your clients, but they're all very large companies, uh, very, you know, uh, household brand names. And so again, for someone who's coming into the industry, and just learning a tool or, you know, it, it may, it may seem kind of foreboding, like, how am I going to go from being a person learning 3d in my bedroom to, you know, landing a gig with some fortune 500 company. And it's, you know, you're, you're not super old. You, you've had, and you had those clients some years <laughs> ago. How did, how did you find, how did, how did you go from having a school overseas to, having clients in these, in these big, of these big companies? Um, I think that I'll be honest, the biggest thing that did that is for you to, for, uh, for me, at least I remember is, um, kind of opening up my, my knowledge base with the community around me. That was my starting point. Um, whether it was the materials we put together for moto, I think I remember it's like 301, um, or just putting training videos, um, I think that's one of the things I, I you know, I've, I've been putting together kind of ideas on, you know, what have I learned in the last 15 years or something like that. And one of them is every day that passes, if you just, let's say you started today by tomorrow, you have already more knowledge than the person starting today <laughs> or, they, or the day after. And so um, there's all, you're always learning and by providing back that knowledge to people also just starting out, it gives them the sense of, I'm learning from that person. That person has information that is valuable. And I think at the time when I, you know, I, I put out, I think a, a material library, uh, the, the null material library, and we put a bunch of free training, just tips and tricks. And at that point, I'm not thinking to make money at all from any of them, but a lot of other people that are looking for these things work at these companies. Uh, you know, um, somebody may be working at, at Tesla or Adidas or, uh, or Nike or Bose or Oakley or something like that. And they look at these assets and they say, okay, I can use those assets. Who created that asset? Okay, let me go talk to them because I think they have a, an amount of knowledge or abundance of knowledge that may be valuable to me. And that kind of starts the conversation in terms of either production or consulting or something you know of that nature. And obviously the other, other aspect is to just create work and just put really beautiful uh, work on galleries on, you know, on the, either the, the galleries provided by the companies, um, for all the rendering applications or the modeling applications or through something like Behance, 
um, or your own website. But I mean, that gets you visible or like the latest thing right now is basically into Instagram um, uh, feeds where people are just putting their daily 3D doodle. And it's getting them not just, you know, a couple of views, it's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of views. And somebody, you know, all those people work somewhere. And all those people may, you know, may or may not need or require those skills at some point in their career for their company or for their, you know, uh, for their production. And uh, visibility to that kind of opens up doors for you as, a, as an artist. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting because... Um things are moving, technology is moving so fast and our ability to communicate is changing so rapidly that, you know, the, the tips and tricks and techniques that you and I employed uh, 10, 15, 16, 17 years ago, the, um, the tactical component of those things um, has changed, but the strategic value of it is the same. You know, I used to tell people uh, kind of pre-internet, or even even early internet, you know, a great way to get into an industry is to go work in tech support, and it's it's right alongside what you're talking about, uh, which is that at that when you're working in tech support, you're sharing information with people, and this was back in the days before you know every answer was available by searching the internet or googling, and people would actually call or email into right uh, tech support. But the same thing now applies: is that basically what we're saying is be an educator. Um, Even if you, you know, if you've mastered Rhino or if you've mastered ZBrush, even, even if you're thinking to yourself, well, does the world really need one more Rhino tutorial or one more uh, ZBrush tutorial? Don't think of it like that and, and make it do something that's that's short form that's for free because what's going to happen is if someone's uh, contemplating you for a job or a contract, they're going to see that they're going to be they're going to be searching you online, like yeah. you said. They're going to see your Instagram feed. They're going yep. to see the video, and what they get from a video is, you know, when you look at someone's um, final product, you look at someone's demo reel. That kind of gives you a pretty good sense of of what that person can do. Although there's always the question of did they work on this with a team? Did they do a right. like But when you see a video of somebody. You know, when, when I saw your videos um, early on, not only do I see that, yeah, he knows how to do this, but you get a sense for that person's demeanor. You get a sense for how they communicate. It's, it's so much more rich than just, look at this pretty picture I made. Because, you, yeah, you might make pretty pictures, but you might be a total jerk or you might be yeah. a terrible No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's something that definitely the clients um see that i mean it's it's like an interview you're almost like interviewing without interviewing um and you're absolutely right i mean th- those those kinds of you know and to your, to your other point as well about whether or not people will find what i put out useful or not what i've found is that over the years as if i started edu- you know educating people in 3d the more i start i did that the more work i got and the less i'm able to actually educate people so by the time you know 10 years passed I don't have the same number of videos out that I can teach people. So somebody has to fill that gap. You know, software changes, new versions come out. I mean, you put out a video today, in a year, it's probably op- not obsolete, but at least, you know, outdated. And somebody might think, oh, no, that's, you know, that's a Moto 801. I don't want to look at that. That may actually confuse me. So there's always room for additional videos out there. And there's new, you know, there's new methodologies, new workflows, um, you know, what physically based shading is now like the biggest thing. I mean, even though it was, you know, there, there, there was ways to do it before, but now it's become a standard and people need to learn about it. And it's opened up the doors to 
kind of a lot of people need to create a lot of content to educate other people about these things. Yeah. Um, and, and there's, yeah, and it's always changing. And it's, there's always, there's so much stuff to learn. I mean, I can't even go online and find all the information I need to learn because there's so much of it to learn, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, you know, also just in terms of, um, kind of self-promotion, you know, everybody has a curated Facebook page. Everybody has a curated LinkedIn page. It's almost, you know, the, the, yeah. the analogy is that everybody just sort of assumes that you're lying on your resume in some way. Like you're over, not necessarily lying, but kind of overstating, you're putting your best you know, self forward. But when you, yeah. when you produce something that someone can sit down and watch, it's like they're having a conversation. It's the best interview. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I completely, I, I, there's many times I'll watch videos and I'm like, you know what? I really want to meet this person. Uh, so I'll, you know, I'll go up on email and hit them up and say, Hey, I really enjoyed that tutorial. Would love to chat for, you know, idea swapping or, uh, just brainstorming things. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely the, the way to go is through educating. And, and the thing is a lot of people think of it as, Oh, I'm giving my best secrets, but to be honest, it's always allowed me to kind of, um, the more you push yourself to share, I get more kind of thrilled about, okay, I need to find something else that's valuable so I can push my stuff forward beyond what I've already shared. Yeah. And people take it. I mean, it's like music, right? You, they t- take your tips and tricks and they riff on it and they create new, you know, new ways of doing it based on the original idea of that you proposed of, you know, using these tools. I think that's just fascinating. It's just one of the most amazing things that you see. Um, so I get excited about it. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's me. Yeah. So, um, I want to ask you a little bit more about, about 9B studio. So now that we've told people how to, you know, promote themselves, um, if, if they're looking for work, I know 9B, one of the things you do is you, you kind of, you have a very, uh, flexible, um, business unit where you can kind of scale up to take on projects, but you're always kind of creating a, uh, you're always adding to your stable or your phone book of, of candidates, uh, any, any tips, tricks, or suggestions for people on, um, the types of, of work you would be looking for, uh, and or how to catch your eye if they're looking to do something. Yeah. I mean, um, there's obviously the easiest one is to, if you're, if you're skilled in a specific set of things, um, like modeling or rendering, or, you know, just reach out and say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm really good at this specific task. And, you know, here's, here's what I've worked on. Um, and just directly just come to me and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll just put you on there. Um, the way it works for me, at least I, I've, I've established a lot of connections with clients over the years. And what I do is I go and talk to clients again, figure out what problems they're trying to solve. Um, a lot of them in production. Um, you know, these clients sometimes don't have 3d, uh, teams put together that they can actually go and, you know, hire for two months to just do really, really uh, heavy production and then leave. And what I do is try to fill that gap. Um, and I just go back to my kind of my, my, my black book of, of contractors and freelancers and artists and say, okay, well, who do I know who's really good modeler and who do I know that's available and who do I know that can deliver on time and quality and understands that there's communication with clients and things of that nature. And I've, it's almost like my internal, um, review, you know, inter- internal rating and review process. Um, and that allows me to kind of see who's the best kind of choice for these things and, the, the, when I say the best choice, I don't typically reach out to one person. I reach out to one to three, one to three people to get you know bids on the same way that a general contractor would get subcontractors for. Um, but the cool thing is it, it minimizes the amount of a kind of headache of the business stuff um, for the freelancers and artists to have to deal with. Um, I typically uh, so we, NIB Studios we actually hired 
um, uh, a few people to take care of the business side of things. Uh, so project management and communication and finance and things like that. And that way we kind of, we just have the artists do what they do. Um, and I, I think it's turned out pretty well. We've got some really great people, um, and just a very collaborative bunch of, uh, 3d artists and 2d artists actually. Yeah. Well, I'm sure people are very curious about your, uh, your long list of things you've learned over the last 15 years. So we'll have to do another session. Uh, or, or maybe you can, I, I know you have some plans for how to, how to present that, but yeah, definitely. people have a, have, have a, have a little idea of, of who our pixel chef is <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, you, you will be a regular character around here. So thanks for the time today. And we'll no problem. Soon. No problem. I'll, I'm hoping to publish my recipes uh, very soon. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Take care. Bye.